0: Good morning everybody. This is Genevia and this is Jennifer and you are tuned into Soap Talk where candid conversations cleanse the mind, heal the heart, and encourage the spirit.
1: Hello and welcome back and thank you for joining us for episode number two and without further ado let's jump into the interview. Okay
0: next we have Brother Skurlock. Brother Scarlock, the question is, we are blessed in America for the most part. Um, That is, many of us live in abundance and even in extreme excess of what we need to survive on a day-to-day basis. So could you elaborate on what the scriptures say our responsibility is when it comes to taking care of the poor and and of those in need?
2: I mean, it's it's a bunch of scriptures that we can look at that, that talks about about helping those that are needy. I mean, I will so ministry. I mean, when we think about what Christ did, mm-hmm. when we think it was, when when Paul talks about us by him saying, "Follow me because I'm following Christ," and we start seeing what Christ was doing. Christ was helping those that was in need. He was helping mm-hmm. those that were that were lame, those that were hungry, mm-hmm. those who. Uh, I mean, y'all read even in the beginning, y'all little uh, text that y'all begin. Y'all looked at. At that scripture where you talk about when did you feed me and, and when did you give me clothes, it, it gives you a great idea of what our mission should be. Every day our mission should be to help somebody. But you know, in our nature, we have a selfish nature where it's about us. It's about making sure I'm good, making sure I'm i taken care of. It. And you never really think about that person that's sitting there at the corner after life. And we kind of have that mindset of good, I'm not there. So you to we start working as mission, even me, I in, before I even started working with Donald, to actually be be one of those people that said, man, why is he out there with that sign, not even realizing that once I got involved with this, I got a chance to actually talk to people that say, you know what, man, yeah. I don't want to be out here. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're going through a pandemic right now where people have lost jobs. Millions of people are falling into the- unemployment, and we didn't realize, as believers, you know what? That could be you. As yeah. believers, when you got to serve, that's, that's, I'm you you serve because if you're going to follow me, you got to be like me. And what I was doing, I need you to do. And if you're not serving, you know, you're not really following. You're not being my example. You're not being that hands and feet that I need you to be. And that's, man, that's, I figured that's what he needs us to do. And we want, working with this ministry has helped you to really understand what hands and feet of God really is. When we talk about hands, I'm working for you. I'm helping those that are less fortunate because you helped me when I was less fortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm being the feet where you order my steps. Okay, you showing me what I need to do. And it's, it's all about understanding who He is to us to know how we need to serve others. When you know who He is to you and you understand what He does for you, you ought to be compelled to do stuff for others because of who mm-hmm. you
1: serve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, sis. I'm sorry. I was just reflecting on what he was saying and just taking pause for a second there. Um, and, and from your perspective as the body, do you think we could be doing more to serve the poor?
2: Oh yes. Oh yes. I mean, we could. I think we 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 have to do more. We have to do more because, to be honest, it's people out there that are poor that are in your own congregations. I mean, one thing I truly struggle with is, is these ministers that, that have, they have all these jets and all this kind of stuff. And you got people that are homeless right outside your building.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's
2: a concern that, that if you got a large, large building, it ought to be, it, half of that building ought to be for those that are less fortunate. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be making millions of dollars as a minister and you got somebody that can't afford to pay their rent. That's a problem for me. You know, you are a, a servant for God and whatever God bless you with, you ought to be able to bless other folks. And I mean, when we just think about even, even our own lifestyle, our own lifestyle, and we said we believers, we said we believers, but when it comes to somebody that's less fortunate, the people that really treat those folks bad are a lot of people that say they're believers. We're the ones that's passing by their folk, those people. We the ones that don't want to touch people that that are not like us, but we want to bring them to Christ. Mm. Now we're supposed to bring them to Christ, but we we don't even want to get them a dollar. And i mean, I'll be the first to say I was one of them people. So you start to realize you know what man, I'm one paycheck away from being right out there. May first I lost my job, mm. just being laid out going through this pandemic, and I feel and he took that, and I think that that opens your eyes to understand that that even. Even believers have to be able to go through some stuff and have to be able to lose stuff to understand who we are to God and for God to get our attention. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God has to get our attention and He has to take some stuff away from us for us to understand. You know what? You acting like you have got it all together. How about I take that away from you and see where you are with me? Mm-hmm. Now what you gonna do? You saw? Okay. Now you want to act? You want to be selfish? I got the ability not only to bless you, but to take away some blessings by the way you act. So mm-hmm. many times we gotta look at how we act, how are you acting when it comes to, to feeding the poor, okay, I need you to go feed the poor. If you hesitate and say what you want, okay, you know what? How about I make you poor? Then what you're gonna do? Mm-hmm. How about? It? I think something God has to humble us and has to have to break you. There's some folks that need to be broke right now. And once He breaks you and see who you are when you're broken. Are you, going, are you going to see me when it comes, and, and I think the brokenness is seeing those folks that's losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of people that's making millions of dollars for God to break them down. For me, I was comfortable. I was one of them people that wasn't giving them money. I was, I was seeing them look crazy. I'd be the first to admit it. But once you understand the, the, what we have to do for those that are less fortunate, because we are poor. We all are lacking in something. Let's just be real. We start talking about helping the poor. We all are uh, lacking something. Mm -hmm. Some of us are lacking faith. I mean, Mm -hmm. when the Bible talks about those that are poor in
1: spirit,
2: a lot of us that's poor in spirit. So Mm -hmm. when we start talking about the church helping those that are poor, the first poor we need to try to help is us. Mm -hmm. Once I can help your spirit, when you understand what you're lacking in, maybe you'll understand why you need to help those that are out there that are lacking. Amen. Then, that, then you can understand what poor really means. And then he's talking to the church. I'm not talking to the person that don't believe in me. I'm talking to the one that said they do believe in me. Mm-hmm. The one that's saying, okay, I'll follow you wherever you go. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the one that's saying, can I bid me to come to you, Lord? Can I come to you? Because I... I see you, can I walk? Okay, I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. you know? Are you listening to that part, you know? And I think sometimes we have to look at it. and I mean, getting, getting back to your question, can the church, does the church need to do more to help the poor? Yes, and I think the church has to first of all, help those in the church to help the poor, help those that are poor in spirit, help those that are poor spiritually, because, I mean, I, I've learned to say right now, we're, turn, we're starting to allow our humanity to affect our Christianity mm-hmm. instead of allowing our Christianity to affect our humanity. Our humanity mm-hmm. said, man, you get yours, man. Uh, if you can't get it, that's your fault. Your Christianity be like, I see you in need. I got to help you because I see you. Yeah. That's right. my Christian. And that's going to dictate the human side. Mm-hmm. But if I'm allowing my human side to dictate my Christian side, you're going to be more like the world than you are like us. Mm-hmm. And
1: then mm-hmm. your
2: ministry is being hindered. Because of what you're doing, by what you think you should do, not what Christ commanded you to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And once we get, once you you better, because I'm telling you, it's a battle.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a battle.
2: It's something to see somebody. I mean, I would, I I'll give you one good example for me to sit there and when we go to one uh, place where we call two fish, five loaves, where there's a line of folks, it's probably hundreds, wow. hundreds of people. Five fish, two no,
3: uh,
2: it? <laughs> camp camp okay. five thousand. We call it almost 200 folks in a line. Like you're going to a, a, a concert, you got mm-hmm. people in line. And what I do is uh, I go out and I make sure everybody gets in the line so everybody get a chance to get a play. And, and when we get almost to the end of the line and we the line start getting shorter, I stand in the back and I become the last person. Mm-hmm. And what I do is when I become the last person, I put my hand up and I say, I'm the last one. Mm-hmm. And I just think about, mm-hmm when I say I'm the last one, I think, you know what? God has really been good to me because I could be number 47 in line. Mm. I could be number 47 in line. I could be number 89 in line. Mm -hmm. And it's hard now for me to say, man, I wouldn't give nothing to somebody because I know that could be, when you realize where you could be and how God is, is, is holding you, in your home, while we sit in these chairs and we comfortable behind this camera, we could we could be that person that we going out hand into a play. That could be us. We could say, "Man, you know what? I'm getting a play for me, Aviana, and and my daughter and all that." That could be me, you know. And once once you see that perspective, and I think we have to make each other in in the body of Christ more accountable to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a a uh, uh, feeding the homeless ministry. It should be, we feed the homeless. Yeah. We feed the homeless. This week, we got an announcement we gonna, we gonna make this this Sunday morning. The announcement is everybody donates a can for the homeless and we gonna meet on this day.
1: Amen. We made
2: it into a ministry and a day. And like 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 my group has been saying, people are hungry every day. Amen. You're telling me you get a chance to eat every day? and we just gonna pick a day? I mean, our goal is to be able to feed every day and and we know that's impossible, but we can do something yeah. as the body of Christ more than what we're doing. And if we thinking it's just about feeding them every Friday or every Saturday or, and, and I'm for us, every second Saturday, we feed the home. No, that's what Austin House originated from. Mm-hmm. And, it, and And, and it, it don't have to be the building. It don't have to be, okay, well, you know, Third Ward Church of Christ is going to be doing this, or Belford Church, Got all these are all, congr- we got a group of believers that's saying, Ooh. we gonna come together, put some food together, put in a styrofoam, and we're gonna find somebody who needs to be fed. Amen. That's it. You're really- oh. that's, that, I mean, that's it. All right, um, y'all, I'm going
1: to play answer the question, but I'm hoping. <laughs> no, thank you. No, you, you. <laughs> definitely answered the question. Yeah. No, you yeah. did, and there's definitely uh, about the Bay Area, okay, but there's a, definitely a crisis out here. Um, I live in, toward the city, so when I drive in my car, I can see the unhoused practically there, and the encampments. They're mm. growing by number. I want to say daily, you know. Um, what strikes me though is, uh, and I don't want to, is that I know that there's children
3: yeah.
1: in these encampments. Yeah, And yeah. my children sleep in a bed in a warm house. Come on. And it's cold out here because we live out yeah. of water. And there's babies, Whoa. you know, children. Um, it it makes me turn in on myself and check myself the amount of complaining and grumbling as a as a believer, you know. It's and I and I love the fact that you said, you know, I can talk about everybody else, but let's start with myself. Yes. you know, um, I got a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do, and I have to repent daily for my my attitude and the way. I even see people, like you said, I was that one that didn't want to give a dollar. And sometimes even as a woman, because there's a lot of people who are dealing with mental health issues, you know? And so I there is a fear that comes over me sometimes when they're, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to give, because mm-hmm. there, there's also that. But for the most part, I when I, see, when I think about the children, I'm just like, I, I, it just crushes me in a way, mm-hmm. because I just want to, I kid you not, I was in San Francisco, mm. and uh, not only is it a, is a, it's, it's a homeless crisis, you have a lot of people battling drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And I was in an area that had a lot of people dealing with drug addiction, mm-hmm. and I saw a young lady, she was not old at all, maybe mm-hmm. 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. she had her little baby out there in a stroller, bundled mm-hmm. up. Lord well, have mercy. And I just wanted to take that little baby home with me. I did, because as a mother, it touched me. And so I, I completely understand where you guys are coming from and God bless you for yeah. doing the work that needs to be done because if that's, this is what we should be doing as Christians. It's serving, it, sh- it should be in our nature. It yeah. should not be a, a thought, yeah, we're in a pandemic. I, I get that, I understand yeah. six feet social distance. But yes. still, my Father in Heaven requires me to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying go, you know, go into a situation, be unsafe and all that. But I'm still, mm-hmm. I can still, hey, you hungry? Somebody standing outside, they hungry? I can go in the store and go get them something to eat, bring it out. Mm-hmm. If God has blessed me with the means, that's, that's a small thing. A small thing for me, but a big thing for them. Because I don't know the last time when they had a meal. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm and, I gotta, and I'm going to tell you, Jim, how do you know? Right now, we've been doing this since since what well, she said June.
3: We've
2: been out there on the front lines. We've been feeding these folks. And you know what? And none of us got COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Nobody. You oh, telling God. me God ain't covering yeah, those people know, that are taking care of his children? Amen. Amen. Now, we act like we we saying we're scared. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out there because I got a way to go. I trust God is going to take care of me mm-hmm. because I'm going to take care of his children. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read one scripture, and then I know my time is up. <laughs> Isaiah fifty-eight and ten. I'm gonna tell y'all this. I read this scripture yesterday, and it blew my mind. Cause you know you don't get an. I don't get Isaiah that much. It says, "Feed the hungry, and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon." You know what is? We living in the world of darkness. Oh, yes. And do you know people are in dark places? And just to give them food is light to mm-hmm. these people. Mm-hmm. Just to say, I care about you is light.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's the reason why the word of God said, You are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. He's talking to us, you got to be light. Because the more, the more you act dark mm-hmm. by, by, by holding on to something that God bless mm-hmm. you to do, the more our life gets hid under a bush.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when you, just, when you have one person, I'm telling you, you're working for God, and that's how he asks of us. Mm-hmm. We do everything because we don't even, we don't even belong to ourselves. Can we be honest? Yo, the very breath we breathe right now don't even belong to us. We are literally stewards and managers over what God has given us, which even includes our own body. Amen. Yeah.
0: Amen. I agree. Um, I I just want to chime in on that, Uh, um, especially the part about us being protected while we're in this pandemic. Um, I told Jennifer, and I'm going to share this with you guys. I remember reading this um, excerpt on Facebook or something, and it was talking about how when uh, Noah and the flood, when Noah's ark was going on, they were talking about, well, Noah wasn't the, just this mm, spectacular carpenter, and he just did X, Y, and Z. They said that was God. That was God who sealed them in. Uh, that was God who did not let anything that wasn't supposed to be in there in, and, and nothing that was supposed to be out out. And He said, and that's that's what. The the person on the post was saying, that's what I pray for you, that God will seal you in during this pandemic, that He will continue to keep you safe wherever it is that you go, no matter what. And that's the prayer. Ever since I read that, that's the prayer that I pray every time we before we make a a move in the in the in our car. Lord, please seal this house, please seal us in this vehicle, allow no hurt, harm, or danger to come to any of us or anyone around us and just keep us in your loving arms because. it's 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 not it's his will and his grace and his mercy that we're not there right now because honestly i shouldn't be here none of us should but i I can't speak for nobody but myself i know i shouldn't (laughs) so i appreciate that thank you so much okay so um this question is for sister campbell sister campbell what is the process of getting to this work Uh, i know you told us about how austin house ministries came to be but was there a particular process that you had to go through, um, just in case there was somebody out there um, that's listening that may want to do something similar that you're doing?
3: For example, good to ask. this was this guy that was working. With, he saw us, Mike, Mike, and we were on. We call we call our different sites. We name them. So we were on this particular one. It was Camp Fanning. Camp Fanning, and. Um, Cowboy Lane, it's Cowboy no. It's Cowboy Lane, I'm sorry, it's Cowboy Lane. And we were serving, we were doing what we were doing. And uh, Cassandra, he stopped her. And uh, he asked her,
2: she said, how, how can I
3: help you guys? And I looked over there, y'all met her demeanor, y'all, y'all know her demeanor. So she said, you need to talk to her. <laughs> and I, said, oh. I said, okay. So, if you know my demeanor, how uh, can I help you? Good morning. So, Nadine, y'all know Nadine's demeanor. We all got, y'all know our personality. So, Nadine was like, no, you're not going by yourself. So, because he's a Caucasian yeah, big guy. We just tell you, big white guy in this, uh, <laughs> Alexis. <laughs> And we pulled up. So I pulled up. I said, Good morning. He said, Good morning. He said, My name is Mike. I said, I'm Donna Kim. He said, How can I help? I said, We're with Austin House Ministry. And then by this time, Nadine was standing by me. And he said, How can we? Help? How can I help? And I said, Well, we do this every Saturday. And so Cassandra had mentioned, she said, It wasn't by coincidence that he saw us. It wasn't, he, he had been watching us because he just pulled up the blue and just said, How can I help? And then I told him, I gave him my number. And I said, we, we, we meet at the church every Saturday. And y'all, the next Saturday, he was at the church
1: wow. at 6,
3: six o'clock. It's he, he was there at 6 a.m. And he texted, he said, I'm here. I said, oh, I'm on my way. He was there. He came and helped us a couple of Saturdays. And uh, he helped, and he helped. That's how we got, got started. No, no, that's not how we got started.
2: No. That's how he
3: got started helping us. Oh, my now now yeah. um, I reached out to him. He's doing it now on his own, and we have pictures and hes sent pictures, so oh. it, it cost him so much because now the Carver lane. he go and feed them every Saturday. he take them breakfast, and his group gave them backpacks last night with one up, etc oh that's, oh, that's awesome. awesome that is awesome that's awesome how did I get started being a servant that was first being served and i I told God that I want to be like more let's say be your hands and feet and how mm-hmm. I, I got started I knew it was something I had to do for me how I got started my heart like I was telling saying we grew up our family I knew I had to help because my mom was the oldest of her siblings and her sister, her baby sister got on drugs. So Mm -hmm. homeless had been in our family. So I knew what that looked like. I didn't know what that was when you home, they had a home, but they didn't have any food. Mm -hmm. So I knew as a young girl, with my mom, with my grandma, with my dad and still, that we all, my aunt was, I figured, They had a house, but I didn't know exactly what homeless was. Mm. So for me, I had to experience it firsthand with my family. So that's how I knew that I knew how to help others outside. Because my aunt was on drugs so bad, we always had to take care of her children. So Mm -hmm. I knew I had been, I wanted to be a servant, and I Mm -hmm. knew how to help. Less fortunate.
0: So. so, is this gentleman that was um, coming to help volunteer? Was he was he a part of the process of um, kind of uh, establishing is, is your nonprofit? Are you a nonprofit organization? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I
3: guess.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no,
3: sorry.
0: no, 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 no. I, I just want to yeah. clarify that. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your comments. Um, but if somebody was wanting to start a nonprofit or oh, okay. you
1: know in, in, in know.
0: logistical sense. Okay. I, not you don't have to elaborate too much, but you know what was kind of the the process you know what did you did you have to file any paperwork you know who did you have to seek a lawyer you know because some people really because Jennifer and I have definitely um had a conversation about starting um, a nonprofit and it actually would be very interesting for us to, um, to very resourceful the, uh, for us to know as well okay
1: first,
3: first of, of all me. we had to take the uh, the city of Houston uh Jeff permit place. Mm-hmm. Then I got our DBA. Okay. What else did we do? Mm-hmm. The That's EI we got our EIN number and then I used to work with a. we have attorney, we have attorney staff with Clive Markland and Victor Burton. Okay. And they're working on our 501c.
1: I'm working on all our
3: papers from the state.
1: Okay. Amen. that's good okay well awesome i do yeah. have some i'm sorry sis please oh, go, ahead. go ahead i am... also um notice i was just reflecting here while you were talking about the guy who came and asked you how you got started and then started feeding people on his own that just shows you that the love first of all you never know who's watching mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
1: to the love of god transcends transcends socioeconomic static status mm-hmm. and race It doesn't, you know, he happened to be a Caucasian gentleman, and it doesn't matter. The common denominator is Christ. The common denominator is the love of God. And so I was just, um, I was just very encouraged, especially in a time where there's so much tension there. Um, You know, God doesn't look at the outside of a man's skin color. You know, he doesn't care about how much money you make. He cares about the heart of the person. And I just you know just wanted to say you know that's a beautiful thing to hear that when there's so many negative stories out there this is this is actually a positive one and I can I just I, I just thank you for sharing that
0: amen Thank you. that concludes this portion of our series please tune in tomorrow as we go to the next part of our series thank you so much and
3: have a great day